Hello and welcome to the Proxima Weekly, your source of project finance news globally. I'm your host, Maura Murphy, reporting to you from New York. Today is Monday, July 24th. Starting off today in Canada, Omer's infrastructure has agreed to provide a significant capital commitment to Canadian fiber operator Beansfield Technologies Incorporated. Beanfield owns and operates a 4,000 kilometer fiber network serving 4,000 commercial buildings and over 170,000 residential units in Ontario, Quebec, and British Columbia. Digital Bridge, an initial investor in Beanfield in 2019, will continue to hold the majority stake in the company, and this investment marks an inaugural partnership between Omers and Digital Bridge. TD Securities is serving as financial advisor, and McCarthy Tetralt is serving as legal counsel to Omers Infrastructure. Lazard served as financial advisor and Davies Ward Phillips and Weinberg acted as counsel to Digital Bridge, Beanfield and their affiliates in connection with the proposed transaction. The transaction is expected to close in the third quarter of 2023 and terms of the deal are not being disclosed. Moving from Canada and into the U.S., Interjects Renewable Energy has closed a $534 million financing for the construction and operation of the 329-megawatt Boswell Springs Wind Project in Wyoming. Total construction costs are expected to amount to $576 million, of which $103 million has already been funded through Interjects' revolving credit facilities. The financing includes a $203 million 10-year non-recourse term loan with BNP Paribas, Credit Agricole CIB, Edic Export Development Canada, and MUFG Bank acting as joint lead arrangers. A substantial portion of the first drawdown will refund equity over-contributed by Interjects and be supplied as a repayment of the revolving credit facility. The process of securing a tax equity commitment is well advanced and expecting to close during Q3 of 2023. The electricity produced by the project will be sold under a 30-year, 320-megawatt bus bar PPA signed with Pacificorp. The procurement of turbines from GE Vernova has been secured and the permitting process has been completed. The EPC contracts have been executed with Mortensen as the balance of plant contractor and AEI as the EPC contractor for the transmission lines. Construction teams are now fully mobilized and commercial operation is scheduled for Q4 of next year. Under the Inflation Reduction Act, the project is potentially eligible for up to 120% of production tax credits, which includes a 10% Energy Community PTC bonus and a 10% Domestic Content PTC bonus. For an update on LNG in the U.S., a secondary syndication for the project financing of the Rio Grande LNG project is due to launch shortly, according to a source close to the deal. The financing reached financial close earlier this month, with sponsor Next Decade taking a positive final investment decision and issuing a notice to proceed to Bechtel, the project's EPC contractor. To be located in Brownsville, Texas, Rio Grande LNG will have a nameplate liquefaction capacity of 27 million tons per annum once all the liquefaction trains have been developed. Phase 1 includes the construction of the first three trains and will have capacity of 17.6 MTPA. Next decade will invest $283 million in the project and has secured $5.9 billion of financial commitments from uh, Global Infrastructure Partners, GIC, Mubadala Investment Company as the financial investors, and Total Energies. Debt raised to finance the project includes $11.6 billion of senior-secured non-recourse bank credit facilities, which include $11.1 billion of construction term loans and a $500 million working capital facility. 
next decade also closed a 700 million senior secured non-recourse private placement. Lenders on the bank financing currently include MUFG, Mizuho, and JP Morgan. MUFG and RBC are placement agents for the private placement. The bank financing is secured a seven-year mini-perm and is priced at so far plus 2.25%, while the notes offered under the private placement were issued at par and priced at 6.67%. The notes have a 10-year maturity and a bullet repayment schedule. MUFG is financial advisor to next decade for the debt financing and Macquarie Capital is financial advisor to next decade for the equity financing. Latham & Watkins is lead outside counsel to next decade on the project financing. Other legal advisors on the transaction include Kirkland & Ellis for GIP, Jones Day for Total Energies, Sidley Austin for GIC, White & Case for Moodala, and Norton Rose Fulbright for the lenders. The project has long-term LNG sale and purchase agreements for 16.2 MTPA of LNG with Total Energies, Shell North America LNG, ENN LNG, Anji, ExxonMobil LNG, Asia Pacific, Wanggong Energy Group, China Gas Hongda Energy Trading, Galp Trading SA, and Itochu Corporation. Many of these SPAs run for 20-year terms and COD on the first train is expected in 2027. Moving from the U.S. and into Latin America, Enel Chile has signed an agreement with Cinetics for the sale of its subsidiary Arcadia Generacion Solar for a total consideration of $550 million. The company owns four operating photovoltaic plants in the regions of Acatama and Antofagasta with a total installed capacity of 416 megawatts. The portfolio includes the 36 megawatt Diego de Almagro plant, which is in operation since 2014, the 97 megawatt Carrera Pinto and 97 megawatt Pampa Solar Norte projects, which have both been operational since 2016, and the 204 megawatt Domico solar plant that began operations in 2022. Arcadia Generacion Solar will continue to supply energy to the Enel Group through APPA for part of these plants' production. Enel Chile had 8,408 megawatts of net capacity at the end of last year, including 3,508 megawatts of capacity from hydroelectric sources, 2,042 megawatts from solar, 725 from wind, 83 megawatts from geothermal, and 2,050 from thermal plants. Staying in Latin America, Sacir Concesiones has closed the $642 million of refinancing of the 4G Colombian highway project between Pamplona and Cucuta. The deal includes a $400 million social bond, a $165 million multi-tranche bank loan, and a locally denominated bank tranche worth $77 million. In addition to senior financing, liquidity has been released in the project that replaces the reserve accounts with letters of credit with recourse to the project for a value of $5 million. JP Morgan and Santander structured the transaction with participation from ICO, MUFG, MetLife, Allianz Capital Partners, IDB Invest, BlackRock, FDN, and Banco Latinoamérico de Comercio Foren. The 18-year social bond has had a successful placement. The issue has received a BAA3 and BB plus rating from agencies Moody's and Fitch, respectively. Moving from Latin America and into the UK, UK Infrastructure Bank has announced it is providing a £250 million loan to fibre broadband company Next Fibre. 
Despite the UK IB fanfare, the loan is actually part of a $3.3 billion underwritten loan closed in November of 2022 for Nextfiber from ABN AMRO, Banco Sabadell, Barclays Bank, BBVA, BNB Paribas, Credit Agricole Bank, ING Bank, Instituto de Credito Oficial or ICO, Lloyds Bank, MUFG, NatWest, Santander, Scotiabank, Societe Generale, SMBC, and UKIB. Next Fiber will be providing fiber to the home to up to 7 million homes in the UK for its anchor wholesale client, Virgin Media O2. Moving from the UK and into the EU, the EU's Innovation Fund has given a 1 million euro grant to Norwegian battery maker Freyr for its 1.6 billion Giga Arctic project in northern Norway. Giga Arctic has been under development in the subarctic Norwegian of Moirana since June last year. It will be a 29 gigawatt hour facility based on the 24M modular approach to battery making, and it will be entirely powered by hydroelectricity. Freyr plans to install 50 gigawatts of battery cell capacity by 2025 and 200 gigawatt hours of annual capacity by 2030. And our last update for the day is a platform-based one. Released by Scottech has signed a deal to raise $102 million in funding from climate fund managers to further accelerate its growth ambitions. Release was established by Scottech ASA in 2019 to offer a flexible leasing solution of pre-assembled and modular solar and battery equipment for the mining and utilities market. CFM is a climate-centric blended finance fund manager backed by Dutch development bank FMO and Sanlam Infraworks, part of the Sanlam Group of South Africa. The company invested in release via its Climate Investor One Fund, a blended finance vehicle focused on renewable energy infrastructure in emerging markets. CFM will contribute $55 million in equity for a 32% stake in release. Scottech, a renewable energy frontrunner in emerging markets, will retain the majority shareholding of 68%. CFM will also provide shareholder loans totaling $47 million, part of which will be on concessional terms. After closing the transaction, release will be accounted for as a joint venture investment in the group or accounts of Scottech, which will generate an accounting gain of approximately $40 million in the consolidated financials at closing. There will be no impact on the proportionate financials from the transaction. Closing the transaction is expected in the third quarter of 2023, subject to customary conditions present. Rand Merchant Bank, a division of First Rand Bank Limited, acted as the sole financial advisor to Scantec on the transaction. Release is experiencing good traction in the market, particularly towards African utilities. It has projects in operation and under construction in Cameroon, South Africa, Mexico, and South Sudan, with a total capacity of 47 megawatts of solar PV and 20 megawatt hours of battery storage, and has additional contracts for 35 megawatts of solar PV and 20 megawatts of storage in Chad, in addition to maturing its advanced pipeline. Release intends to replicate its rapid deployment model to address shortfalls in the local power grid supplies through the region. And that's all for this week. If you have any questions or would like to learn more about any of the stories that we share today, then please do visit us at proximoinfra.com. Thanks so much. Until next week.